to paralleltimes.info. In this episode, I'll be speaking with my friend Lance Rayborn, who's a certified practitioner of holographic memory resolution, HMR. Lance, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Melanie. I'm excited to be here. This is wonderful. Yay! So, yeah. and Lance and I have um, done some work together over the last, I don't know, whatever it's been. It's just been in the last year, but it seems like a very long time. So Much I'm, longer, I'm very, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have you here with us on the show. And um, if you want to read about Lance, his uh, website is lancerayborn.com. That's L-A-N-C-E-R-A-Y-B-O-R-N.com. And we'll revisit that at the end of the at the end of the show. So I wanted to share some of Lance's work today because I believe that we all, as human beings on planet Earth, experience trauma. And to create the world we want, a parallel society, we need to be able to resolve our trauma in order to move beyond the way things have been. And HMR is one methodology to help us resolve trauma personally and collectively. So in this session, you'll learn a simple technique that you can use on your own when something happens that is upsetting or frightening. And we'll start with a little background and then move into a brief experience. So, but Lance, do you want to say a word of how you happened upon HMR or um, what it means to you personally before we get in, start getting into the nitty gritty? Yeah, sure. Thanks for all of that. Um, so it's, I have a quite interesting background and I won't get all into it, um, but I used to be an atheistic scientist and I started to go through some interesting um, metaphysical, spiritual happenings and being guided towards different alternative practices and alternative healers because um, I had some issues myself that I was not getting help with. Um, I had some personal addictions, um, depression issues, and some other things going on, and I wasn't receiving help. So I was just guided along the way from person to person and synchronicity to synchronicity and um, got involved with HMR where it completely shifted me after just a couple sessions. And so I was like, there is something to this. I need to uh, see what uh, can come of this. And here I am now, um, a couple years later, and I'm a certified practitioner um, helping others understand what really trauma is and how they can go about it to um, help their lives and help other people around them too. Such an easy, simple technique to teach. So I'm excited to talk more about it. That's great, thank you. And of course, um, being the recipient of something and the beneficiary of something, makes it um, easier for you to want to share with others, right? Because it's really changed your life personally. So that's a great place to start from. Right. So can you define for our audience what you mean by trauma? I think that word is kind of bandied about these days. <laughs> and yeah. so when we talk about HMR addressing trauma, what do you mean by trauma? Yeah, so like you said, trauma is a big buzzword and it's everywhere nowadays. And I used to have my own definition of trauma that is completely different from now. Um, I kind of used to just diminish it into just the physical things that happened in my life. You know, that, that one crazy time in junior high, no, high school when my friend's sister double bounced me off the trampoline without me knowing and it hit my head. Well, that was a head trauma. 
Um, but I've come to realize that there are many emotional and other subtle traumas that we go through in our daily lives that are affecting us. So what I like to define trauma now is, um, and this is what HMR actually teaches, is a psychoneurophysiological dissociation. And I know mm -hmm. that's a mouthful, but we can break that down a little bit where psycho meaning mind and neuro meaning nervous system and physiological relating to the body and dissociation meaning a split. Um, you know, I'm not referring to DID, dissociation identity disorder or anything there. Just the fact that the when you have a trauma, you have a mind, nervous system, body split, your system becomes overwhelmed. And there, whether it's a small or large scale event, there's a there's an aspect of consciousness that we're splitting. And it's this mind, body, nervous system split that happens in overwhelming moments. And it's actually stored in a way in our mind, body system. And what we do with that aspect that gets stored away is what really is the important thing and um, the work with trauma. So we can probably talk about that as we continue. Yes, and as you know, I also have a background in trauma recovery work that I worked with an international organization for more than a decade addressing natural and human-made disasters where there were a lot of traumatic things happening like earthquakes, shootings, tornadoes, things like that, wildfires. Mm -hmm. and. So one of the interesting definitions, and I appreciate how HMR thinks about it, um, that's very specific and very detailed and super helpful. But one of the ways that we used to think about it was that trauma was the body and mind and spirit's response to an event that was perceived to be life-threatening. Mm -hmm. So when the organism feels like it's gonna die, it has some responses to that some of those responses can be to help keep the organism alive, but then when the trauma becomes locked in the body and in the, in the neurological system, it can become an impediment because we're walking right. around in fight or flight or we're, we're walking mm -hmm. around you know, kind of frozen or with a part of us that is not fully connected anymore. And uh, that can be a problem for yeah. having a full life. Yeah, so, I would agree so, with all of that, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's go on to the, the next question. So how do you think unresolved trauma gets in the way of us changing our lives for the better or creating a life or a future that we want as individuals and collectively? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Um, I can just start by kind of relaying back to the point you just made um, that this is also an HMR teaching that the uh, body-mind system kind of trances 15 to 50 times per hour. And so when you're not in present moment and something overwhelming happens or something just distracts you or takes your attention away, that's all part of a trance type of situation. You're not present and you're mm -hmm. splitting off in this trance state of consciousness. And so this mind-body split that I referred to, um, and I said that the split kind of stays with us, uh, this can actually be steering our life behaviors and choices because of it ruminating and being triggered all the time. So uh, like I said before, this is stored with us. So when something overwhelming happens to us, our body-mind system will kind of basically take a snapshot and a picture in that time and record everything that happens in that moment. So holographic, meaning all parts of 
the the um, picture contained the whole. And so it's recording all of the imagery, all of the feelings, all of the sayings that were happening during the event, all of the body chemistry, all of the heightened hormones, the adrenaline, and it captures that and it stores that. So the body has knowledge and awareness that this has happened. And we're kind of walking around wounded with this stored affect all the time. And it's being re-triggered by all sorts of things in our environment, whether it's noises or someone yelling on the street or an actual re-experiencing um, of that similar trauma that you actually did go through. And so as um, one may believe that the universe seeks to rebalance all, <laughs> the universe will seek to rebalance this wounding and this overwhelming event. And uh, I also like to think about it like uh, uh, there was a loss of love in your field. So when mm -hmm. something was so traumatizing and overwhelming, you weren't safe and you weren't experiencing unconditional love in the moment. And so you just like our body system is so powerful that it just froze love consciousness in the moment. And that's an extreme imbalance. So the universe is going to seek a way to bring it back around and it's going to show you with these these body mind metaphors that are lodged in your body, uh, what is um, being triggered and what's coming up for you in the moment. So we're walking around all the time with these things and it's getting in the way of our life and uh, we're getting re-triggered and we're not conscious of this all the time because our, our five, um, I think most people would agree that our five, our minds are only 5% conscious and 95% subconscious. There's a greater portion of our mind that we don't know um, all of the, the experiences that it's going through, but it's collecting all sorts of data and input from all around you at all times. And so we're being also re-triggered on a subconscious level. And every time we're being re-triggered in the moment and we're trancing that 15 to 50 times um, an hour, then we're re-experiencing on a micro level that adrenaline again, that stress again, that worried anxiety response again. And so that's happening all the time and it's just accumulating and accumulating. And over time, it can become such a dense energy blockage in your system that it can show up as a chronic disease or some other pain or other emotional instability. And so um, holographic memory resolution is really just said another way. Um, trauma involves a self-hypnotizing self type of um, process where we're binding us to that emotional event. And that trauma and event can be accessed and we can dehypnotize ourselves out of that trance state and into back to love and presence again. So mm. it's getting in the way of all aspects of our life um, when we're carrying around all of these woundings. So yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it sounds like one is the large percentage of one's time living in the past rather than seeing what's actually in front of your face right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and all the possibilities that might be in front of your face i mean if you're mm -hmm. if you're living in this past trauma then you then the chances of just recreating kind of the same old same old over and over again mm -hmm. is is great right mm -hmm. so then a uh, segueing into that um oh and one other thing i want to say about that is that it seems like it it runs the real risk of reinforcing the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves Oh, because course. we're always functioning from our old wounding, not always, but uh, 
a, a disproportionate percentage of the time, an unnecessarily large percentage of the time we're, we're functioning from the past and our beliefs about ourselves in the past. So I guess, you know, in terms of where this fits in with this whole parallel society series, why do you think this topic of trauma healing is important for creating parallel society? I think it's highly important. It's it affects every single person and every single activity um, that we're trying to do by creating parallel societies. Um, so we we have to work with people and bridge to solutions and have problem solving sessions to to work on creating parallel society. And the way to do that in the most effective and harmonious and efficient way is to have people who are present and full of love and full of stability to enact these dreams and goals. And the way to do that is to work on your trauma healing. So you're not reacting or being triggered throughout all of these um, different goals that people have trying to create parallel societies. And on a more like metaphysical level, we could say, um, this gets into belief systems, but that we're all connected and that we all stem from source, creator, God, whatever you call it. And so when one person does their work, when one person does their healing, you're also helping to heal all those that you're connected to and all of that pain and all of that suffering that was connected to. And so you're raising not just yourself up, but others up around you. And we have to get to a way that, uh, you know, a time where society can function, where we're we're focusing on uplifting everyone around us and not just competition and all the things that we know of going on. So um, parallel societies will also depend on personal sovereignty. And so having your own health and wellness goals and um, practices that can actually help you are going to be important since many of us haven't received help from the traditional systems. So uh, I think it's a very important topic for, for all and I also have a vision, too, because I'm part of an intentional community and I really do support this lifestyle. And I can see that this is this technique can potentially be taught. It already is being taught um, by practitioners to children. Children love this technique. It is so natural to them. They just run with it and they show it to their friends and they run their colors. And you'll get an idea of what that means soon. Um, but they're just so excited. So if we teach our children these simple techniques to manage their emotions, then that's the way that we're going to change the world and build to, uh, you know, better parallel societies. So very important topic. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And and I have said this quote on a previous program. It's a very famous one, but that Einstein said, or is quoted as saying that we can't resolve a problem with the same consciousness that created yeah. problem. Yeah. So I figure I can't create a new parallel society with the same consciousness that created the old society and I've been part of the old society. So I need to get myself out of the way, <laughs> my limiting beliefs out of the way, my indoctrination out of the way, my subjugation out of the way so that I can be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Right. So it's a really good I, way to put it. Personal responsibility, <laughs> too. I yeah. personally feel this is a very, very important topic that this moving towards higher consciousness is an inside job. 
And inside <laughs> yes. job starts with me. So tell us a little bit, I know it's a deep subject, but we do wanna get into our experience soon. Um, what is holographic memory resolution? And give us the like bird's eye view of how it helps heal trauma. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll just start out by saying holographic memory resolution was developed by Brent Baum, and he has a very interesting history. He used to be a Catholic priest and worked with NASA. He was an archaeologist, um, a licensed addictions counselor. He's very multiply, multi, multiple disciplinary, is how he say it. And so um, he also has very, um, he's very gifted. He's very empathic. And so throughout all of his past experiences and uh, beginning to work with people's addictions and traumas, he learned that he could actually feel and sense encoding sites on people's bodies when they were talking about traumas and that there could be techniques to actually relieve these energies and he could feel he was sensitive energetically sensitive to feel the energy leaving the person's body and that they all of a sudden became lighter and better um, less pain etc so uh, he compiled all kinds of teachings from many disciplines um, of psychology uh, like david grove and milton erickson are a couple famous names and um, he combined somatic psychology, energy psychology, and color psychology to really develop this technique that gets at the root of people's traumas so that they can um, reframe them and move on from them. So when people are going about their life and they kind of have some unpleasant feelings or um, they're kind of triggered into to some lower vibrational um, activity or moment, um, this is really just kind of an echo of a stored negative emotion and of a stressful experience in your past. So you can use HMR techniques to induce an alpha theta state so that the person is still present and aware of the entire process. It's not a hypnosis. And this alpha theta state will allow the client-centered, body-centered process to, uh, I guess, facilitate the the person's trauma and they reframe and empower themselves with some techniques to overcome this and restore frequencies of safety and love that were missing from the time that it was encoded. So that might be kind of complicated, but um, it's, a, it's a really simple technique when you get into it. It's just a, a, a frame, a list of questions that induce you into where that trauma is stored in your body. And then you go through some techniques to reframe it and you instill the love frequency that was missing and you're able to move on because that affect in your body just neutralizes. And um, it's not to say that you're completely healed in one session. Um, as we know, we're very complicated, multi-layered beings. And so I always like to use the onion analogy. It's like we like to start to peel the layers of trauma and wounding to get to the deeper layers. Um, but sometimes things can resolve really quickly. Um, it just depends on the person. It's a very subjective process. And that's what makes it so effective. It's very subjective and it follows the person's, um, the person's language in a way and the person's thinking and how they want to reframe and empower their lives and take control of their emotions. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you. I mm -hmm. uh, appreciate that, that, that quickie explanation. <laughs> and one of the things that attracted me to learn more about HMR and I've done a session with Lance, which was very helpful. And it wasn't just an abstract thing. I was really having a hard time that day and very triggered. And um, 
we did a session remotely and it was hugely helpful. So one of the things that attracted me about HMR from my own trauma treatment background is that it is body-based. And yeah. one of the things that I know, and I say this as a daughter of a psychotherapist, so, um, you know, I have a lot of honor and respect for the different kinds of psychotherapy and counseling professions. However, what I've learned is that, uh, especially with longstanding trauma or post-traumatic stress, and we all have aspects of post-traumatic stress because we all go through traumatic things in our lives, mm -hmm. those things live in the body um, and they, they live in parts of the brain that are deep, that can't necessarily be accessed just by talk therapy without focusing on the body to really excavate those things and address them and free them from our nervous system. So the HMR system is one of the body-based systems that there are others that are also really effective, but it's, uh, I, I believe it has great potential for PTSD recovery and acute trauma recovery. So that's one of the reasons I was very interested in learning more about it. So why don't you lead us through? And I understand that, you mm -hmm. know, people can work with, um, with a, a certified practitioner for assistance. And I also understand that they can learn how to guide themselves. Mm -hmm. And so from what I understand about this exercise, it's something that people could learn to do again for themselves. So yeah. hopefully walking it through and then if they want to go back again and watch this on the video, they can, you know, this is not one of those, don't try this at home. This is a try <laughs> this at home. Yeah, so, please try um, it. Lance yeah, is going to walk me through and I encourage you all to join us. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Melanie. So uh, yeah, this is very quick and nitty gritty way of doing this. So we usually spend more time in session. So um, just bear with me and I'll be asking you a couple questions in the process. And so I just ask that you go with the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't overanalyze. Um, just go with the first thing that comes to your mind. So We'll go ahead and close our eyes whenever. And, and I'll say that you can also do this as I understand, right? I can do this out loud or I can, Yes. you know, so if say some, you're working with somebody, you can choose to keep something private if you don't mm. want to say out loud yeah. um, or you can choose to share. Yeah, right. As long as your body makes the connection to what it needs, the practitioner doesn't need to know. So. Um, this is why also it's really brilliant. It's client-centered, body-centered. When you're ready, we'll go ahead and close our eyes if that feels safe for you to do so. And take a couple deep breaths. And we're going to picture or imagine a safe scene in your mind's eye, in your imagination. However you can visualize that. Take yourself to a place that you feel super safe. It can be a place in nature, the lake or a beach, mountains, forest, or maybe it's a happy memory. But just think about that place that you're in, feeling all the beautiful sights and the sounds and the sensations. 
When I ask you what color first comes to mind that stands out in this scene or that reminds you of safety, what would that color be? What color first comes to mind in this safe place? Well, I'm at out, outdoors at a very high uh, vantage point that is in some small mountains. So the first color that comes to mind is sky blue. Beautiful. So let's run this amazing sky blue color all throughout your body from head to toe. You can do that any way you'd like. You can breathe it in through the center of your chest or perhaps pour it in through your head like a waterfall. However, you can move that color through your body and breathe it through every cell so that every part of your body gets safe, loving, beautiful sky blue color. Okay, I'm, I'm there. Wonderful. So now we're going to target an emotion, something that we need support or help with. So I might mention we just went through a fall equinox. And so there's a balance of light and dark. We're reminded to balance our energy systems. So what needs help balancing at this point? What emotion comes up that needs some help right now in your life? Mm. A friend of mine is very ill and I'm sad and frustrated with the circumstances that caused her to become ill. Mm. Okay, so sadness and frustration are the primary feelings. We can go with that. So and there's probably some anger in there too and about some the anger. situations <laughs> that caused her to get sick. Yeah, of course. So if you had to identify a single emotion, just it's, it's good to just work in this exercise with a single emotion for now. Okay. What would probably, it be? Probably grief. Grief. Yeah. So we have this emotion of grief that is a little unbalanced and we need some help with. So let's go ahead. And now when I ask you, please, in your safe scene, invite all parts and aspects of yourself that are dealing with this emotion of grief that needs some help balancing. And for you, this might be more of a recent issue. So maybe there's not a lot of parts that are showing up or aspects of yourself and that's okay. But just allow all parts of yourself to come forward and be with you in your safe scene, letting them know that they're okay and they're safe and we're gonna help them get rid of this emotion or balance this emotion. Okay. And now that you have all your little former selves, or maybe it's just your current self there in your safe place, we're going to ask them to externalize this emotion outside of their safe scene. So if they could take that suffering of grief, all of that grief that all of them are feeling, and either pile it up or see it present as a hole or a pit, or maybe a lake of tears outside of the safe scene, what would they be seeing? What does this externalized emotion of grief that you've all dealt with look like outside of your safe scene? 
Uh, it's like bricks, big, heavy bricks. <laughs> big, big, pile, heavy, big bricks. heavy bricks. Yeah, you have this really dense pile of heavy bricks kind of weighing you down with all that grief and all that suffering that you and your parts had to go through. So know that you have infinite power to get rid of all of this pile of bricks of this grief emotion so that we can balance what needs some help right now. So knowing you have all the power in the universe to get rid of this, you can use magical powers, you can bring in spiritual guides and helpers, or you can uh, just blast it off into outer space, or you can transmute it however, however you'd like. So with this pile of bricks representing your grief outside of your safe scene, what would you like to do to get rid of all of that grief? I'm seeing a whole series of giant eagles flying by. <laughs> There are big birds that come come by this particular place in, in reality on the earth. So they're all coming by like one at a time, one after the other to just take the bricks away. We're, we're giving them bricks and they're flying them away and Amazing. dumping them somewhere else. <laughs> wow, that's great. So take all the time you need to see all of those eagles take those bricks of guilt, uh, sorry, grief and all of that suffering that you had to experience. Brick by brick, all the eagles are taking it away. And let me know when you think that pile is all gone. They're very fast and there are a lot of them, <laughs> so they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. They're really quick eagle workers. We love that. Mm -hmm. So when we get rid of something negative or trying to work on balancing something, it's good to put back something positive. So when I ask you what color, sound, feeling, or frequency comes to mind, to put back in your body mind system after relieving all of that. What color first pops up? It's like a fuzzy pink. A fuzzy pink. So let's go ahead and run this fuzzy pink color and energy all throughout our body from head to toe and inside and outside of any and every organ and cell. And if you had any area of tension come up in your body from that grief earlier, you can spend a little bit more time in that body site with that fuzzy pink color. So every color has a certain frequency and vibration that it helps to restore in one's field. And so fuzzy pink is a very uplifting feminine heart color and can be very helpful for replacing grief. So that's really great that that came up. Very nurturing, restoring color. So take all the time you need with that pink going through your whole body. Okay, I'm ready, very, full can... of, very full of fuzzy pink now all over. All right, wonderful. So you can go ahead and open your eyes when you're ready and take stock of your body and just see how you're feeling feeling now after working with that? Well, I feel lighter. Um, yeah, I'm, I have to reground myself because I, <laughs> yeah, this does put you into out, a, out there a little bit in an altered state. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a good state. Yes. It's a nice state. <laughs> it's probably the best I've felt today. Well, that's so, wonderful. Very that. great. 
Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for saying that. And you said the, the number one answer that most people say after some sort of exercise like this, I feel lighter. And mm -hmm. there's a truth to that because we are emotional beings and we're taking on all this emotional energy. And when we take time to work with our body, mind systems and unburden that energy through this natural process of engaging with the subconscious and body, mind system, then we're actually getting rid of this accumulation of density in our field. And so we feel lighter. We're actually feeling lighter. So um, you're right in line with what most people feel and experience. That's really wonderful. Great. And so this can be tailored to anybody. If you're following along with this exercise and, you know, stress comes up or loneliness comes up or fear of the unknown, you can, you can work with piling up or um, externalizing this emotion in any way. And it can show up as a black hole, a lake of tears, what, all kinds of things. And just work and have fun with that. Because the more fun you have, the more joy, you're, all those fun eagles coming in and um, you had a personal touch and um, a connection to that. So that makes it even better and stronger and uh, more uplifting. So um, work to have fun with this process. It can actually be really fun to work on your trauma healing. <laughs> so now that we have some context or an experience that people can repeat, can you explain what was happening in that experience? So you had given us kind of a more, I won't say it's abstract, it's very practical, but explanation of how HMR works. Can you tell us a little bit more about how what was happening neurologically or physiologically? Why using the colors helps or how it gets to the trauma or whatever, just so we <laughs> understand a little better. Yeah, of course. So this is actually currently being studied by neuroscientists and medical doctors, and they are working on uh, pegging down the neurological, physiological, biological processes of what's happening, because this is so new and it's still um, trying to be understood. But what we can tell you um, from the teaching perspective is that the colors are accessing the emotional frequency of what was not present in that traumatic moment. So um, we're able through this process of HMR uh, to educate the and update the 95% subconscious mind by using these metaphors and these colors to send a self-corrective message to the body-mind system. And that discharges the original encoding and affect. And color is just the, the quickest, easiest way to do it because almost everyone can work with color. And uh, color is talked about to be our first primary language. Um, some will say sound in the womb, but as soon as you come out, you look into your mother's eyes and that's your first color impact. And that's usually like the nurturing grounding color that you need in your life a lot. And so color being a primary language, we can all work with it in a way. And it helps to neutralize what was missing before. So while when you go into the body and you're, you're tracking these um, affects, it might come up as like a really dense red blockage in your, in your system. And so uh, what neutralizes red often, if there's like a, a physical pain site, then green will be a color that will come in during someone's trauma reframing to neutralize the red and um, discharge that affect. 
And so it's, it's subjective. Everyone has different colors and different perceptions. And so that's why it is so subjective. But during this process that I led you in, this is simply um, kind of like four basic steps. We're establishing safety. Um, it's important to always establish safety when you're working with the nervous system or any type of healing modality in my, in my mind. Um, so we're establishing safety by going to a safe place and running that safe color through our field. And then we're targeting an emotion. We're externalizing that emotion and we're transmuting that emotion and replacing it. The heaviness kind of feeling that I was talking about earlier, people can, um, you know, people who are depressed and I've experienced this myself can re report being so heavy that they can't even get out of bed or people maybe with an eating disorder might see themselves and represent themselves as someone who is overweight when they're clearly not. And that's because they're taking on the emotional body. They're, they're the 95% subconscious that thinks that they're this huge emotional body when they're really not. And so we have to engage with that and dehypnotize that and bring someone back to the current state by replacing those safe healing frequencies that HMR can bring about. So it, it's so interesting. It's like, um, I went to see my acupuncturist last week, and he tested to see which uh, vitamins and minerals my body is missing. And so then I'm taking a supplement to replace what's not in my system that would allow it to function optimally. So I'm, I'm mentioning that as kind of like a metaphor, because here, we're replacing the frequencies that are missing that would mm -hmm. allow us to feel happy or safe or, you know, the therapists call it regulated. <laughs> and so it's so interesting that color becomes the way of delivering those frequencies into our energy system, just like, you know, a gel capsule is the way that a vitamin or a mineral I need is delivered into my body. So this is the way something is delivered into my energetic body that I need. Exactly. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. And thank you for giving us those general steps. We will have the specifics of the steps you took us through in the exercise on the video. Mm -hmm. And um, if somebody wants to do more in-depth HMR work, they can work with uh, provider, practitioner. Um, I know that the, the website for HMR is healingdimensions.com. That's mm -hmm. H-E-A-L-I-N-G-D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O-N-S, -E healingdimensions.com. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned at the beginning of this session, um, this episode, your website is lancerayborn.com, L-A-N-C-E-R-A-Y-B-O-R-N.com. And I understand that you work, you can work remotely, virtually, mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. a platform like this where we can, we're not in the same place, but we can see each other and talk to each other, or exactly. you can work in person. I understand that either of those ways of works. Or if they want to search for someone in their area, they can go on the healingdimensions.com website and look at the list of certified providers. So tell us, how can someone know if they would benefit from HMR work? Yeah, so that's an easy answer. Everybody who's on planet Earth, planet trauma Earth. <laughs> um, so... Um, it's, so Brent Baum himself, his, his uh, most recent book is actually called Surviving Trauma School Earth. So wow. he Great actually name. does talk about how 
we all do come here and we're getting into belief systems again, but um, we come here to experience and learn for our soul's growth. And so if you're in the earth plane, you're experiencing trauma and you're here to learn about it and deal with it. So um, HMR is helping to um, help people understand and overcome their trauma in a much more efficient and effective way. I would also just point out that um, kind of what you were referring to earlier, um, I do we don't even have to talk about spirituality, but it is a spiritual process that when, um, you know, I like to say that, so you referred to colors earlier and there's chakra systems in the body that many people are familiar with and they all have a certain dominant color and all of these colors are aligned with certain frequencies that mean certain things in our field. And so when uh, we work with these energies, and colors, then we're reestablishing our, our fields to be grounded and present. So there's source, consciousness, God, love that's pouring through us at all moments. And when moments of overwhelm happen, we are frozen and we freeze that consciousness and our uh, energy field is distorted and we store that. And so all of a sudden becomes your responsibility. That's just how the laws of metaphysics work to restore that energy distortion. And so everyone experiencing trauma has a responsibility to restore their own uh, fields. And it's, it's something that can help anyone and everyone because we're all emotional beings going around wounding and triggering each other. And uh, the more that we work on ourselves, the more that we can help other people through their triggers and such. So Anyone and everyone can, can work with HMR. I can give a caveat, though, and say here that um, we do um, have to uh, kind of warn people who are on benzodiazepines. Um, so this there are certain mind-altering drugs, including alcohol and cannabis, but um, many pharmaceuticals that inhibit this natural mind-body process to reframe and bring in its own healing frequencies. And so... I won't get into the politics of pharmaceutical companies, but you can suffice it to say that um, there's some something going on there with the mechanism and why we can't work with people who are on these drugs. So we have to actually ask them to um, wean themselves off in some way um, to a, a certain level that we can work with their body-mind system mm -hmm. effectively. So, um, And I, I would guess that that's not like cold turkey or 100%. I mean, because... yeah. Practically speaking, because yeah. because this is a trauma planet, um, you know, most of us are self-medicating at some in some way, shape, or form. Like I have my Netflix series that allows me to, <laughs> you know, just zone out at night, and it's probably not really beneficial. And but you know, we all have something we're doing just to be able to make it through because there is you know it's a challenging world we're living in right now so i would imagine and just you know let me know if this is correct that you would work with each person to establish whatever a baseline would be that you can work with with them exactly um, you know because people aren't going to suddenly throw out all their pharmaceuticals and right their pot and their alcohol or their whatever you know <laughs> but yeah i just say um, that as something so people are, are aware um, that uh, I think the goal really is uh, I support, um, you know, drugs when they need to be used for people. But I think the goal here is to really focus on um, 
so mechanisms and ways to induce self-healing so that you don't have to have an external reliance on something mm -hmm. else or even someone else like uh, people who don't take drugs have sometimes dependencies on people and sure this can also help alleviate those external dependencies so we have full authentic source love presence in ourselves at all mm -hmm. times as, as most as we can because we're always going to be going through the ups and downs of life um, but i also might mention for people who are more interested in like learning the scientific basis. Uh, we just had our first publication come out uh, this past month. And so HMR's first clinical trial was uh, accepted for publication in the journal. And I'll just mention the name. It's the Psychiatric Research and Clinical Practice Journal. So you can go check that out there and see some of the results. Um, and I can just highlight there's statistical significant decreases in reductions of uh, depression, anxiety, and um, post-traumatic stress and chronic pain. So um, pretty uh, amazing results. And um, the, the lead neurologist on the study is just an amazing person. Um, and so they're, they're you asked me that question earlier, they're trying to tackle down what the actual mechanism is. That's great. So it sounds like, um this is a process that can help take people from where they are with whatever dependencies they have to a state where they are um, whole. That's what we all want to be, right? We all, that's the goal is to be whole. We all, we want, we <laughs> all want to be whole. And, you know, one of the things that I notice is that, and this is not terribly unique to say, we all notice it, that fear is used to manipulate people and so mm -hmm. when we are no longer subject to our old, our own old fears and we've become free from within ourselves, then we become much more sovereign with respect to mm -hmm. others who might wish to control us. There's right. a lot less of a chain to jerk mm -hmm. inside of us, from outside of us to inside of us when we've released our own fears. Well said, so, very well said. Yeah. yeah. Any other closing thoughts to wrap up? <laughs> well, I might just say, um, you know, all the trauma discussion and everything aside, um, I always like to close with telling people to just please love yourself a little bit more today and every day. Just treat your body with some love and respect because going through this work, I see how so many people are their own worst critic. That phrase is very true. We all are kind of our own worst critics in a way. And if you can just take an extra few moments in your day to love yourself, love your body, appreciate your body, know it's trying to tell you these warnings. It's trying to show you these things that you need to work on so you can improve and get better. It's not trying to bring you down. And so when you work with your body and you love your body, it can support you better. And, um, you know, if you believe that we're all connected, then once you're doing the work, then all the people around you are getting benefit. And so just love yourself. And that helps to spread the love and the harmony that we can all create in this world. Um, so just love yourself on a daily basis and um, just do the best you can. That's all that that's all that matters every day. We're just trying to do the best we can. So love your body and your body will thank you and stop triggering you so much. <laughs> thank you. And it reminds me, I meant to say before that uh, one of my teachers used to say that when you do your personal work, you heal at least three generations that went before you and three that will come after you. So at it's, least, not at, yeah, it's not at all selfish. More. We do mm -hmm. it for 
we do it for ourselves, but we also do it for those we love and we also do it for our world and the future of our world. And I always think of it as the future for the children that are in our world or who will be born. Yeah. So for me, that makes it seem not so like all about me. I got to go do my work now you know, <laughs> that it's um, this is part, part of my service. Yes. So. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lance. It was great well, to learn more about yes. HMR. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful to discuss and share in that experience. Um, so I hope I hope other people get something out of it and feel just a little bit lighter today. And so I recommend you can do that um, at the end of every day. Just pile up all that stress, all that burden, all that overwhelm and tip it off the ledge or blow it up, whatever you need to do to get rid of that energy at the end of your day and run that replacement healing color and you'll most likely sleep better and um, just uh, just be better overall. So work with this uh, with, with this practice and hopefully it can help you. Thank you. I'm going to try you, it Melanie. tonight. <laughs> the, the, the eagles will be flying through my bedroom tonight, <laughs> taking away any stress or strain from the day. We love the All eagles. Right. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thanks so mm -hmm. much, Lance. Yes. Bye -bye.